Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Nighttime in Big D, a Friday night as we are chock full of Americans. The home cooking has tasted awfully good in Dallas. Four Americans in the final four spots in that draw. Giron and Brooksby and Isner. And you just saw Riley Opelka join the force. I'm so glad that you're with us. Tennis Channel Live on the air on this Friday night alongside Paul Anacone and Prakash Amritraj. I'm Brett Haber. We will have highlights for you from Dallas as those Americans did so well today and tonight. Highlights from all four of our hot venues. But we have to start with the new queen of indoor tennis or at least the, the princess or the Dutch. I don't know how royalty works. She's really good indoors. We're talking about Annette Contivate, who today won her quarterfinal match in St. Petersburg, Russia. That makes 18 straight indoor wins for Contivate across four different events. Why is she so good with a roof overhead? Well, royalty-wise, let's go with Dame, maybe. Maybe Dame, Dame works. <laughs> but look, she's in a complete sweet spot right now. After Wimbledon last year, that's when she really turned it on. Put up so many match wins on the board, multiple titles, finished finals of Guadalajara. So she doesn't have too much to defend until Wimbledon. She's in a great zone right now. A couple of giant hardcore events coming up in the Sunshine Double. I think she's going to do some damage. Yeah, she, she loves the controlled environments, mm -hmm. right? To be, to be able to be indoors, not have to deal with the elements. And, and like you said, Prakash, hits the ball so big through the court without the ball moving around in the wind, no sun. And, man, 18 in a row. Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> working with Dmitry Tursunov now, helping her have all that success. She'll play Ostapenko tomorrow as she tries to extend the streak to 19 matches. Let's start our highlights in Big D, campus of SMU. Five Americans in the quarters. These two playing each other, Taylor Fritz and Marcos Giron. Give Marcos Giron some credit. Started off well here in the first set at 2-2 break point. And Giron was the one that went with the big forehand here to break that serve. Really played some good power tennis. Taylor made some unforced errors early in that first set, couldn't find his rhythm, and Marcos was the one that was actually pushing the tempo, doing a nice job from neutral in the rallies until this moment when Fritz breaks early in the second set, then gets on his run, and here's match point, and this is a tough one. That's a waist-high forehand, and that is about a half an inch long. Taylor just pulled up, missed it by a half an inch. And then we get into the breaker, and it was all Marcus Giron. Really, the last 15 minutes of the match did such a nice job. Fritz served for the match. Giron broke back and really played great power tennis. Give him a terrific amount of credit. It is a big win. It's great tennis for him. And for Taylor, he's been playing wonderful tennis lately. And guess what? Everybody loses. Fifth career top 20 win for Giron. Second semifinal. Here's how he did it. I'm not sure, honestly, how I won that because Fritz is an incredible server. He's an incredible player, and he served for it essentially twice, upper break twice in the third. Um, I, he's beaten me four times in a row before. We practice about 50 times a year because we're both in Carson, and so we kind of know each other's game. Um, the first two sets were kind of a little bit not the best level, but, the, but in the third we kind of started playing better, and so it was, it was a lot of fun to finish the match like that. 
So he's not 100% sure how he did it, but he did mention all the practice time that the two of them shared in Carson. Do you think that that was helpful to Marcos today in that it took some of the gee whiz factor out of the match that he might otherwise have felt playing a top 20 opponent? Uh, I certainly think so. Look, when you're looking at all these big names, top 20, top 10, they're, they're a little bit distant. But when you're seeing them every single day, there's a little bit more familiarity there. So I think that certainly helped him. And listen, th- this kid is a beast. Uh, I call the guy Quadzilla because he's got some serious trunks over there. And look, he was running until the end, and he took his chances today. But, Paul, I, I want to know, these guys who know each other so well and practice all the time, how, how was it for Taylor today? Well, I, I think Marcus just played better. I think he was the more offensive player throughout the match and a little bit more consistent. Taylor did a nice job in the second set changing the tide. He, he got the offense. And then the third set, it was back and forth. Taylor had a break twice. Didn't do a good job, in my opinion, hitting targets with his serve consistently throughout that third set. And if you miss your targets by six inches against world-class players, it's coming back. And then Jerome played better from there. All right. Jerome's opponent would come from this next match as we segue to the 21-year-old American Jensen Brooksby taking on the Aussie, Jordan Thompson, and his Mustang. <laughs> Well, listen, he did well against Jordan and the mustache. Jensen in the black shirt over here. I think this kid has got a serious chance to finish the year as the number one American. I mean, he has been playing so well, so high in confidence, and now he's doing a better job of creating pace on that forehand as well. He does a good job of returning pace, but now he's creating pace on both sides. The backhand, of course, exceptional, showing some nice wheels, some nice feel there. Takes out the first set 6-3, and then one-way train in the second set. Did a good job of continuing to force the issue, attacking the net, coming in behind. Still, you can see he needs to improve a little bit up there, comfortability at the net. But listen, all aspects getting better and better. And boys, if this is a stock, you know we are buying. Is there such a thing as a two-way train? I've never seen a train. But I guess if you go on the roundabout and then turn around, it can go back the other. <laughs> I used to watch Thomas the Tank Engine. I saw that happen. You know, this is only his 10th career tour-level event and the fourth time that Brooksby's made a semifinal. And maybe the biggest upset of the night is that we had John Isner and Riley Opelka back-to-back in the night session. Paul, how many tie breaks did we have? We had zero, and that's an early break in a set. And if you're on the other side of the net against John Isner and you get down a break early in the set... Just say goodbye most times. He swings freely and even a little flick topspin lob here at 5-3 in the first set. Doesn't break that second time, but serves it out. And then here we are in the second double break point in the second return game. Isner played a terrific game to get up that break to go up 2-1 again, hitting targets. Dominant with his serve. Serves it out one almost 70% of those second serve points, Brent. That's key. He mentioned in our interview that that was one of the stats. He looks at one, but all four all but four of the points on his first serve, 19 aces, and so he moves on in straights. What about Big Riley taking on the crafty French lefty, Adrian Manorino? And he said, Big John, you think you can serve well? Well, guess what, my friend? I'm going to get up a break, and I'm going to serve just about 85% first serves for the whole match. And not only am I going to serve 85%, I'm going to win 95% of my first serve points. So if you're doing that and you're Riley Opelka, if you're on the other side of the net, it doesn't matter how much magic you can create because Riley's going to come up with free swinging shots like that, and then he's going to hit big aces and just waltz his way into the semifinal. 55 minutes is all it took. 16 dingers, served 84%. 
So how about all those American flags? We're going to have an American champion. By the way, Opelka and Isner, I don't know what your over-under on tiebreaks is in that one, but we looked. Six (laughs) in a best-of-three match. That makes sense. They played four times. Opelka has won three out of the four. The last ten sets they played against one another, all tiebreaks. Buckle up, grab a Snickers. Let's go to Rotterdam now, 500-level event. And we had number nine, Felix Oje Aliasim, against number 13, Cam Norton. Well, you knew it was going to be a tough one for FAA against the Indian Wells champ. But business, part, business end part of the first set here. And Felix forcing the issue, attacking his way to the net here, creating some opportunities. And again, when he has set point in this game, finds a way to attack, move himself into the net, keep the pressure on, forces the error on the pass. Squeezes out that first set. Second set again, pretty high-quality tennis, pushed to the break, and Felix with a giant forehand up the line after he created the opening with a forehand cross-court. Pulling the trigger on the big moments, that's when you really start getting confident, executing right when it matters the most. Found himself a match point and is able to close things out after another error from Nori. FAA should be feeling very good about his indoor tennis right now. 46 winners for Felix, just 14 for Nori. Felix also won 86% of the points on his first serve. He's got a reason to be smiling. Let's go to the top seed in Rotterdam. That's Stefano Tsitsipas. He had never lost to Alex Dimonor in six previous meetings, and he, he didn't lose today either. No, he looked quite comfortable. And listen, I, I said this earlier this week when we've seen some of these guys' highlights. When he is striking that backhand well from the baseline, he is just creating so many opportunities for himself. The first serve is huge, and the forehand is huge. But when that backhand is opening up both ways, cross-court on that first highlight, up the line here, there's just not too many places to go. And, and he doesn't really allow you many opportunities for you to get into the match. And he just kept on the pressure here in that second set. Again, opening up things with the backhand, making things a little bit easier for himself, coming into the net, not having to hit too many more groundies from the baseline, something you don't want to do against him an hour. And a pretty straightforward 6-4, 6-4 match. Deminara makes you hit a lot of balls, but Steph putting things away. Steph, you like the shirt even better on day two? I think so. That's salmon. What color is that, guys? I, I'd go Fuchsia. with salmon. Fuchsia? salmon. Fuchsia? I don't know. I, I think it's a salmon. A little uh, medium. I like salmon. salmon. Yeah. So somebody get us a Crayola 64, and we're going to figure it out. So here's the draw in Rotterdam. Uh, as Sitsipas, by the way, goes to 7-0 against Demonor. We had a rematch of last year's final in the quarter today between Rublev and Fuchevich. Same guy won, Rublev. So Rublev against FAA, Sitsipas against Lechechka in the other semi. Don't sleep on him. Yeah. 20 years of age. Seriously, I watched him play Shapovalov. This kid can play indoor tennis, hits the ball incredibly well. I'll be surprised if we don't hear a lot from him this year. By the way, did you notice, as, as, since we're talking about Sitsipas, that no coaching violations this week? A lot less chatter coming from the player box in the corner. Has anybody put a finger on why that is? What are you insinuating, Mr. Hayden? I'm I'm asking. I'm not saying. I'm asking. Have you figured out why that might be? Well, listen, it it is an interesting coincidence that his father isn't there. But look, it's a new new coach. And, of course, you're feeling out the relationship. Maybe everyone's Mm. on their best behavior. No one's, you know, chitter-chattering back. And also things are going very well right now. So when things are going well, there's not a lot to complain about. No reason for too much conversation. But... uh, Pretty, pretty straightforward. Oh, You're not going to hear a lot from Thomas Enquist. I mean, he, he's a very subdued, smart guy. This is a, I think this is a great move. And I think Apostolos is going to be uh, driving the bus, so to speak, 
uh, from afar and there when he's around, which I think is going to be very, very often. I don't think Thomas is going to be there all the time, but is a great supplemental hire, very smart guy, knows what he's doing. I think it's a great, great addition. All right. Uh, lots more to get to on this TC Live postgame edition. We'll have highlights from the two venues that we haven't touched on yet, the men in Buenos Aires, the women in St. Petersburg, Russia. We'll tell you about Billie Jean King's special role at the Super Bowl this Sunday. And details about the latest tennis feature film are emerging, including who scored the starring role. All that, plus Tennis Channel continues its celebration of Black History Month. Tonight, we honor Frederick Johnson, a true tennis pioneer. All that and much more on this Friday edition of TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Harlem native Frederick Johnson battled segregation, changed tennis, became a champion, and coached one, all with one arm. Born in 1891 at the height of segregation in tennis and across American society, Johnson overcame his limb deficiency to teach himself the game. He became a three-time ATA senior men's singles champion and later served as the head professional coach at Harlem's Cosmopolitan Tennis Club. There, in the summer of 1941, he discovered a young talent named Althea Gibson. Gibson credits Johnson's early work with helping to kickstart her legendary career. Before his death from a heart attack in 1963, Johnson established himself as a true tennis pioneer in New York, a legacy that lives on in the Northeast Manhattan Park dedicated to him, the Frederick Johnson Playground. Johnson's life proves that determination and a passion for the game can conquer the most daunting of challenges. Our thanks to Nick Monroe for that story. Throughout the month of February, Tennis Channel will continue to celebrate Black History Month by highlighting the heroes and pioneers whose hard work and achievements have been vital to the growth and health of our sport. We'll have another feature tomorrow on TC Live, and you can see the full catalog of features hosted by Nick and Taylor Townsend right now on Tennis.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, time to check in on the women in St. Petersburg, Russia. Maria Sakari is the top seed there and Prakash's favorite workout warrior taking on Elisa Mertens of Delta. Well, the Spartan in the near court here, Sakari, had her toughest match of the week by a long shot today. Took on Elise Mertens, who had that deep run in Australia. She had to save three set points in a very high-quality first set. And then on her third set point, she was finally able to squeeze it out. You can see she was very, very fired up after getting this error, as was her coach. 
Tom Hill pounding his heart there. Show me some more heart in the second set. Well, guess what? That's exactly what she did. She went on a big tear over here. Actually got up five love in this second set. Before Mertens squeezed a couple of games back, but just not enough. Six and two, closest match of the week, but still quite comfortable. Not sure if that was arrogant or not from Sakri. That's getting what Tom there. Hill is getting closer. Getting but was it arrogant enough? We'll find out. This is the match we talked about at the top of the show, and it contivates extending her indoor win streak. Yeah, Belinda Benchich was up 5-3. Contivate on the other side in that green top. Uh, she found a way to get back from 5-3, and here we are in the tiebreak 6-5 set point for Benchich. That's not a good thing. A missed return, a smacked racket. And we get to six all in the tiebreak. Contivate's beginning to get some confidence, beginning to get some of that momentum after being down 5-3. Hits the big serve, big two-hander to close that point out. Gives herself a set point, which she executes. She goes on a tear as well, Prakash. She gets up 7-6, 4-0. Beginning of the second set was all Contivate, just crushing the ball from the back of the court. Benchich got back into it a bit at 4-2, but once again, Contivate putting her foot down, and this is her 18th match in a row, huh, guys? That's that a lot. Longest indoors. indoor win streak since Kvitova won 17 straight indoors 10 years ago. As we look at the draw, can you tell us that tennis isn't an international sport? We've got Greece, we've got Romania, we've got Latvia, and we've got Estonia in the semifinals. And three cheers for Arena Camelia Begu, who beat Petra Kvitova earlier in the week, ranked 56 in the world at age 31, makes it to the semis. Let's go down to Buenos Aires. Second stop on the Golden Swing. Casper Rude, top seed there, taking on Federico Coria. Rude boy is not letting up from any of his mean clay court tennis from last year. Just brute strength on the forehand there. And this shot was working really well for him today. Dictating from there. And what I love is the way he loads his legs as he hits that forehand. Gives himself a lot of safety. It's a very, very heavy ball. And the way he moves his opponent around the court, he really is able to earn a short ball that he doesn't have to do all that much with. So he's able to create very big open targets, not really going for low percentage shots. It just looks like the kind of tennis you can repeat over and over and over again. And again, with another giant forehand, setting up a big target forehand winner. Remember, Rude missed the Australian Open. He had an ankle injury in practice just leading up to the start of the tournament. So really just getting his season off the ground here and into the semifinals. And so we head to a match that was a rematch of last year's final in Buenos Aires. Diego Schwartzman and Francisco Cerundolo. Under the lights, and it got very interesting for these guys. Schwartzman down 4-3 in the first set. These guys were having absolute battles every single point. 5-3 here, set point for Sarundolo. Big forehand down the line, and that closes it out, 6-3. Schwartzman says, ah, maybe that was out. I guess not. Second set got even more interesting. A few sprinkles started coming. Boys are grinding from the back of the court. I think the first three games of this set was about a set and a half of John Isner's match, because that's what we were calling. <laughs> it was going on and on. Schwartzman up 5-2 here. Finally found his way through. Split sets. And then the third set, Diego was not happy. It is raining. Yes, it is raining. It was suspended. They came back on. They went off. 
Dogs were living with cats. It was all kinds of crazy. I see what you did there. I believe it's cats and dogs living together is the quote. Darn it. It's fine. Uh, The bottom line is it was suspended at one all in the third. They'll come back at 1 p.m. local time tomorrow to wrap it up. So that rematch of last year's final still undecided. And you saw who else is in the final four. Uh, With that, we're going to get into the social net for this Friday. What the tennis world is doing on social media. If it seems like Billie Jean King is everywhere, A, she deserves to be, and B, she is. And now, guys, she's going to be at the Super Bowl as an honorary coin flip captain. That is so awesome and so well-deserved. I mean, how much... How much can one person do, not only for a sport, but for humanity? I mean, she is an amazing leader. Great to see her out there this weekend. Do we know which team? Is she going to be associated with one or the other team, or do you just get out there? SoCal I mean, she's an, she's an L.A. person. SoCal girl. I, was, I know. Uh, hey, I got to say, Billie Jean is from Long Beach. You got Snoop Dogg in the halftime show. She's got to bring it home to L.A. Give us a little heads for the Rams. I the song was not called Cincinnati Freedom. Let's just say that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, meanwhile, we've had a series of uh, tennis films lately, and there's another one coming out called Challengers, and they've announced who the star is. Give us your profile on Zendaya, Prakash. Listen, I, I read the script for this a month ago. Very interesting. How did you get the script for this? Listen, hey, we don't need to get into that now. It's G14 classified. I'll tell you about that sometime. But look, very interesting premise. Zendaya got about a zillion followers. Luca Guadalupe. Nino directing it, and you got Amy Pascal producing at MGM. This is a great thing for tennis. I think this is going to be brilliant. Only Prakash could recite the entire credits for a film above that's, the line before it comes out by six that's, months. That's too impressive. It's, it's going to be good stuff. I'm looking forward he, to it. By the way, Zendaya, uh, Paul could not pick Zendaya out of a lineup of two people, but she has 128 million Instagram followers. That's Zendaya at age five. She's she's a tennis lifer. Just so she's well prepared to play this. Do we? Is it about? So is it about the Challenger Tour, or is that just a name that's? Deceiving. It, it, it dips into the Challenger Tour. I see. Do you, want to, get, do you want to give us any other plot points? Just a teaser? Uh, uh, I, I don't think I can do that. I, I might get into trouble. Ooh. So, oh, <laughs> I like for gosh. What is a G14 going, secret anyway? I don't know. G14 Homer. classified. It's a rush hour thing. Look, we'll have a cheat he, meal. We'll watch the front for rush hour. Then you have to kill us, Brett. He, but he, he, it, tomorrow is Prakash's cheat day. He's having a hard time focusing. He's thinking about, I don't know, some Cheese lasagna. Uh, oh, here's yeah, the schedule for tomorrow on Tennis Channel. It's a little bit different. We start in Russia with the women at 6. 6 a.m. Eastern. Rotterdam starts an hour later. Buenos Aires with the resumption of the match that was suspended at 11 a.m. And then the two matches split in Dallas. Isner Opelka first. TC Live in the middle. And then uh, the big finish with Giron and Brooksby. We're going to have an American champion. Just have to figure out who it's going to be. Back to wrap things up in just a moment. Palm trees lining the Indian Wells Tennis Garden. We are going to be back in the desert in just a couple of weeks. Tennis Channel once again, exclusive home for complete coverage of the BNP Paribas Open at Indian Wells. Men and women's star-studded action begins live on Tennis Channel Wednesday, March the 9th. Let us have our hot shot of the day. It comes from the Nori Felix match. And what do you do when you're a great athlete and you can cover a lot of court? Well, you just scoot around like that and just hit the screamer up the line. I'll tell you what, guys, the bad news is there is no chance Prakash Amritaj wouldn't be covering the line like a blanket right here. He would have been diving on that, hitting a backhand angle volley winner. 
That's what I'm talking about. Oh, he knows exactly what time it is. That's a <laughs> Easy, easy. Here are the center court matches tomorrow. Semifinal Saturday around the globe. Soccer, he looks to put another title on the board. Sitsipas against the Don't Sleep on the Qualifier from the Czech Republic. Lechechka. And let's talk about Felix and Rublev, guys, since we got the hot shot from the Felix match. Uh, two previous meetings between those two guys. Rublev has won them both, albeit in three sets both times. What are your thoughts on that match? Well, listen, I think it's going to be who's more aggressive first. It's going to be first strike. So the most important shots, I think, are going to be the serve and the return. Who's able to give themselves the advantage and stay on the aggressive? I don't think whoever's on the defensive is going to be able to win from that position. Okay. I'm stealing John Isner quote right here. Mm-hmm. Let's whoever, do, whoever does second better serve. returning second serve okay. points wins tomorrow. Fair enough. Thanks, uh, so Big John. Appreciate that, it, man. That'll be 1.30 p.m. Eastern time from Rotterdam tomorrow. Coverage on Tennis Channel. Meanwhile, let's talk about the All-American semifinal. We do have two of them in Dallas tomorrow. But let's talk about Brooksby and Giron. Please explain to me how Jensen Brooksby is so buttoned up that in 10 career events, he's made four semifinals. It's not supposed to be that easy. No, it really isn't. And he's such a great IQ for a young guy. It's amazing what he's able to do on the tennis court, how he dissects the court, makes it really uncomfortable for all of his opponents. going to be really important for Marcus Giron to figure out how he's going to finish the point tomorrow. How is he going to get on offense and make Brooksby feel uncomfortable? Because if he doesn't, it's going to be really tough going for him because Brooksby has so much variation and the ability to open the court up so well. Well, you said it perfect. It's going to be how he's able to finish the point. And Brooksby just makes you so uncomfortable, especially on that forehand side for Jerome. He might get a little bit uncomfortable there. And I also got to say, I mean, this match... (laughs) It's all about some California love. Right. I know that's the second, you know, West Coast hip-hop reference I made. But you got Thousand Oaks in Giron, and you got Sacramento, Sactown in our boy Brooksby. So, big day. I'm still trying to figure out what a G14 secret is. I, there's, there's so many sub-references. It's like watching a Dennis Miller routine. I don't understand half of what he's saying, but I know it's cool. That's, that's what I know. For Prakash and Paul, I'm Brett. We'll see you tomorrow. Semi-final Saturday. You are my best boy. <laughs>